Hey everybody, it's Lori. And this is Matt. And it's time for another episode of Teacher Teacher Saves Saves World. inside we left the field and we've come back inside for for a special episode feels like a long time it has been a very long time since we sat here across from each other Mm -hmm. with these microphones just talking just talking (laughs) well we have a lot to talk about today yeah uh, today uh, is kind of a monumental day for for us in that one of our children is no longer a high school student. Yep. Yeah. He did it. Yesterday was his last activity as a, as a high school student. He had a, a Valley Championship, a local high school championship swim meet. It was a two-day event. It was a lot of fun. We were able to see a lot of people that we hadn't seen in a long time, uh, back to his, like, his club swimming days. And uh, he and his teammates did very well. And, uh, and he'd already graduated mm-hmm. like a couple weeks prior. It, it really felt like a closure to me. I think one, because we were seeing all of these families that we used to spend hours and hours and hours with at swim meets across the state, up and down the state. And we were talking about the different stage. I mean, this is since Toby was six years old yeah. doing competitive swim. And we talked about the Pokemon cards phase. And we talked about the DS you know, the little game controller oh, yeah. phase. Oh, yeah. Then Beyblades, you know, those little toys that went in the arena. And and just, and it wasn't, you know, it's was funny. Like, I wasn't, like, emotional about it. I wasn't, like, crying tears of joy. I wasn't, I just was really enjoying yeah. this whole weekend. Yeah. It just felt really good. And I, you know, I can't put my finger on it. Why, there's, I don't know, there's a feeling of accomplishment, a feeling of readiness, a feeling of, completion a feeling of wholeness because it was such a tough start to the school year this felt really good it did and and i i think we went into it we kind of prepared ourselves at least i know i did i went into it reminding myself to just take it all in Mm -hmm. and to enjoy it and there was a part of me that it was, it was kind of, uh, I don't know, it was a graduation f- for me personally in a way, just in how I have grown through all of this. That's it. You're hitting, that's what you're hitting right now, is the work we put in to ourselves. Because I was thinking about when I, how I was as a parent when we started this whole journey. Like I was thinking back to how I was as a swim dad, uh, how many years ago? <laughs> 11 years ago? Mm-hmm. Like when this whole thing started. And I, I, it was a reflection for me and, and, uh, and just the work that we've done. Yeah. And the changes that we've made and the growth and, uh, and I was able to enjoy it. Well, yeah, because you, and I think anybody in youth sports can reflect and maybe even be a little embarrassed of moments or times we were tough on our kids or what's wrong with you or get your head in the game or, you know, 
you're not drinking, you're not eating. And like, they're, they just want to like play. Like right. there was times they would just were playing with the Beyblades and yeah. we're like, you've got a, you know, you've got a breaststroke coming up and you've got to yeah. <laughs> like yeah. drink a Gatorade. And just like, so like you're embarrassed. I'm a little embarrassed sometimes when you think about how into it you were and how much you wanted yeah. your kid to win and yeah. cut time. And if they added time, it was a big, you know, this is swim, you know, yeah. the world of swim. But I, I was, uh, I just had a communication uh, recently with someone and I, I talked about that. I talked about how I can, I, I understand. And one of the things I've really worked on is overemphasizing everything as if everything is a life defining moment, as if everything is going to lead to this really long chain of, you know, events and character building, uh, you know, just moments. And if we don't get it just right. Yeah. And to let go of that. And it's been, it's been systematic work. We did a whole bunch of, we'll talk more later in the show about kind of the podcast journey, but yeah, uh, it's been a lot to get to this point. And, uh, and so Lori and I, we wanted to come in today and we wanted to reflect on how did we do? Yeah. How did we do now that our son is done with high school and we've talked at length on this podcast, we've framed this whole podcast about high school and parents and teachers. Well, we just had one graduate. Mm -hmm. And so we just kind of wanted to put our own feet to the fire and just say, how do we do? How were, how did we do as parents of a high school student now that we've ushered one all the way through? <laughs> well, if you're, if you're new to the pod, you know, this year was, was so incredibly tough at the beginning with Toby. And I'm talking about, you know, like a year ago, like, right, the pandemic hit, we went into summer, um, you know, that, that it made this all the sweeter, like, this graduation because of how we started going, going into a senior year. I mean, I'm, I'm reflecting on quotes of, I don't want to go to college. You guys want me to go to college. I'm reflecting on quotes of like, I'll just get an apartment. I'll just work. I don't want to play polo anymore. I mean, um, holes in the bedroom wall where we, you and I were at our lowest and, um, where we were rethinking and then even going into the school year and the struggle with the, the new school and academics and you and I look at each other like, <laughs> okay, we need to pivot here. Like, so we're not really going on college visits. We need to go to the counseling center and see what supports can we put in place so he can walk at graduation. And this is all very difficult because it's our business. It's what we do. We get kids through the finish line. <laughs> we're high school teachers. And then our son was, you know, wavering and we just didn't know which direction he was going. He was hurting. And, and what he did, I think is like reflective of all of those motivational quotes. Like it's not what, it's not how you fall. It's how you get back up. Right. He got back up. He got back up and then some like he pulled himself up and he graduated with honors. He was even a, a CSF scholar, which is my club. I've, advised for the past 12 years at Mission Oak and he had almost all A's. He walked with his head up high. He was proud. He is proud. He's been, he's been on just on cloud nine. He went to the swim meet, you know, and just 
had some beautiful swims, dropped time, and got to see all of his old teammates and is connected on a group chat with his future roommates and future teammates at OCC. He's like in such a good place right now. He got back up. And it just reminded me of what you just said, you know, like we're thinking this is this is ending it. Oh my God, he's going to work, you know, at the gas station and live in Tulare apartment. And, and then finally you and I are like, you know what, then he's going to. Like we can't do any more. We've, yeah, we do want you to go to college. And he called us on that. It's what we wanted. We needed to turn into what, what he wanted. And as soon as we backed off and we started working on ourselves, and I meant, you know, not, I mean, I need to work on myself and Matt need to work on his self because there was a time last semester I was not surviving it very well. I was locking myself in my room, doing my best to engage and give my all to my students and just keep it together. I mean, I didn't even want to see my friends at work because I was so low. And so to see him come out of this, it's like, I feel like I'm graduating in a way. And I didn't like cry at the ceremony either because he's had his ceremony already, his graduation ceremony. I just, I just felt like I was like eternal smile the whole night, just watching him. I, I was just so proud. Yeah. <clears throat> I, I, you know, we, we've done these field recordings recently and we've been talking to some parents and, and the theme of just wanting your kid to be happy comes up out of everything. We get so focused on college and career and money and accomplishment. And uh, in the end, you just want them to be happy. And, and I, I wrote that in my journal today. I was, I was, as I was reflecting on yesterday, I f- it felt so good to see your child happy and confident and proud of himself and excited about his future. Not scared. No, he, he knows where he's going, at least for the next few years, two or three years. He knows what he wants to do. And that just felt really good. Now you're making me cry. <laughs> What I said like two times, I did not cry. I'm so proud of myself. Now you're making me cry. Well, let's go back. Let's, (laughs) let's, you know, we've kind of been talking about the very end here. And uh, this last year and how hard this last year was and where this last year kind of started with us. But how do we get to that point? So it's kind of, if we can... Think about the entire journey of high school. Maybe what we did well, what we didn't do well. Mm-hmm. Maybe what, how we contributed to where we were when this year started. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And, and where we didn't. Yeah. It's not all of our fault, but there are some things we could have done better along the way. You know. There were. I mean, you know, I went, when he started high school, I wanted him to be a certain kid and a certain student, big time. I wanted him in all honors classes. I wanted him in clubs. I wanted him in the pool. You know, I just thought, we're going to click all those boxes. And um, he didn't want all that. You know, he didn't want to spend his lunches at a club meeting talking about community service projects. You know, he wanted a break. So I, I had to let some of those things go. Like, I, okay, I agree. I can't make you want to, like, go to clubs. Some kids love it. That's their escape. I'm going to go in a classroom with a teacher with other kids like me. That wasn't Toby. He wanted to be free and like be with his buddies and 
laugh and goof, you know. And then, you know, the honors classes, although we know he could do the work, he didn't really want to do all that extra work. He didn't want to put all that effort in. So we let go of that too. We said, well, let's, let's just put you in run-of-the-mill high school classes that you can do fine in and learn, but not have to power out much more. I think we, we changed. And I, I had to learn not to like, not like him for that or resent him for that, you know? Oh, big time. Yeah. What do you think, you know, the high school started with him, you know, if you don't know, Lori and I work at the same high school and we live in our high school's boundaries. We live right across the street from where we work. So high school started with Toby telling us he didn't want to go to our high school, right? Yeah. And 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 we honored it. And it was kind of a weird situation. Just, I guess it wasn't that weird, but I didn't see it as, as weird uh, as I think Lori did. But it was weird in that the norm for asking for transfers, or when high school teachers ask for transfers of their children, it's most often for their children to come to their high school. And here we had our son asking to not come to our high school. Mm-hmm. He, for several reasons, what I totally understood was he ha- has always been very uh, private. I'm very private. I don't like people looking over my shoulder. And that was part of it. Part of it was also athletically. We didn't have the strongest aquatics program. And we don't have a pool. We don't even have a pool. He's He lives on the pool deck, so we understood that. But, but you know, I'm also, I mean, both Matt and I are very devoted to our high school. And, and you know, I'm very connected to Mission Oak High School. And I, I wanted to share that joy with him and that spirit. And I wanted to have a hawk, you know, so I had to let that go. You know, it's all what I wanted. It's what was important to me. And so we honored his, you know, quest for independence. And we, we let him go over to, to Larry Union. And he had to do more things on his own, which I think was good. I mean, I, we do know a lot of the people over there. We're, we're friends with them as well. But not, nothing like our own colleagues where we walk across the hall and like, hey, what's that assignment? You know, or how's he doing? So he had a little more autonomy there and had to figure things out more so than if he had been at Mission Oak, which I think was good. Um, and then, of course, the you know the final leap senior year to go spend it an hour away from us. Yeah. Which I know many, probably everyone, just thought we were crazy, including you and I at some points. Yeah. During last semester, truly, I mean, we had to have the discussion: Does he come back home? Yeah. It's not working. Yeah. So boy. So I, to pat ourselves on the back. Please do. I think here are some good things. One, I'm, I'm, I'm proud of us that we honored his request initially to go to the other high school because we didn't have to, Mm-mm. right? We could have just said, no, hey, we live across the street. You're coming with mom and dad. Mm-hmm. We want to keep an eye on you. It's easier yeah, logistically. But I think that was good. Yeah, I do too. And then three years later, 
as he's a junior and he comes to us with, I want to make another move. I want to go to a private Catholic high school that is an hour south. (laughs) Uh. Which, you know, immediately we said no, like in our heads, like that's, you know, we kind of schluff it off and then you stop, take a pause and you're like, could we do that? What would that do for him? Yeah. And could we do that? Because honestly, we were very concerned about the transition to college. Very concerned. At that time. Yes. Because he could not like butter a piece of bread. Yeah. I mean, there was like so. <laughs> he's still not the best at it. Yeah. But he like, right. We just kind of do a lot for him. That's right. Probably a problem. I, you know, I do laundry. I do map. We fix food. We, I don't know. We do a lot for the kids, maybe a little too much, but, but his, this really, you know, this study abroad Bakersfield, you know, which we joke about it being like a foreign exchange. It it really kind of was because there was two to three nights a week. He was by himself. And he did, he did a lot of freeway, uh, freeway driving. Yeah. So he really grew up in that respect. He grew up as a driver, as as a handler of a vehicle on, on California, you know, freeways. Yeah. And the 99 is not for the faint of heart. It's, yeah. you know. It's not, it's not L.A., San Francisco, but it's. Uh, There's big trucks. Lots of semi-trucks. With like yeah. chickens and vats of onions. And yeah. it's like huge trucks. So he, he grew up that way as a driver because he's going to have to navigate through L.A. on that 405. And he did have to do his laundry. We did have two separate flooding incidents in the apartment in Bakersfield, which. <laughs> While we weren't there. While we were not always, there. Always those things happen when nobody was there yep. other than him. Um, and, you know, those were like, like so frustrating and so freaky and because uh, we're upstairs and oh my God, is it dripping into the downstairs? And We had, uh, th- this was a two bedroom, two bath apartment. We had electricity bills that were hundreds of dollars. <laughs> Because the AC was just set to run. Why am I laughing? Yeah, like it's hot. Not I'm putting... auto, just run, and just it was just run for yeah, who knows how long. Because it was like I'm gonna put it to 68 because I'm working out and I'm hot. You know, there was moments of that. It buys groceries. Mm-hmm. What, did we have? Did we have some pots left? On, like uh, done cooking, but the heat is still on. Yeah, we have some some pots we had to throw away. We had some some friends over on the camera where Matt had to call and go, get your friends out of the apartment. No one's allowed there. Um, But, you know, he he really did have to. And and as a bonus, he missed us a little. We got a lot of calls. And sometimes it would I'd be like, you know, I'm sure he needs money or want me to Venmo you. But sometimes it's like I'm just checking in. And I'd realize he just wanted to talk. How's mama dog? And I FaceTime mama dog for him. And, you know, what's Vava doing? What are you doing? Like he missed us. Yeah. He missed us. And so it was a nice to have a little bit of homesickness thrown in there, a little bit of appreciation for mom and dad and our well-stocked house and our clean house, you know, when his would get messy. Um, it was, it was a nice bridge, I think, to this fall when he's three and a half hours away from us. You know, he'd get, you know, I get a cold, he'd be at the drugstore 
taking pictures of medicines. Like, like that's the kind of stuff I don't think about just because we have like a box of, you know, your over-the-counter stuff. Mm-hmm. And so that kind of, he had to navigate that. What do I get for allergies? What do I get for a cold? So I think it's going to help. I, I feel, I feel so much better about college than I did one, two years ago. Yeah. I, I really was, and, and, and you know, you hit a point earlier, uh, here's a negative, I want to say, you're right, we did do too much. Too many things, <laughs> you know? There was that, uh, we listened to that podcast once and it was that guy, if you're helping, you're hurting. Jocko, Jocko something, like he's, he's huge, right? I mean, I mean, huge, he's a huge man, but he's also like, written books and mm-hmm. podcasts and all this kind of stuff. Uh, and I was like, God, really? If you're helping, you're hurting. Mm-hmm. And while I, I, I don't think that that's 100% true, I do think there's a lot of times when it is. And I think there's a lot of times, because we're focusing on teens here. We're talking about teens. And it's one thing when they're little kids, but I think some of us don't, I think there were things that we did not transition well as we moved from kid into teen life. There has to be that slower release, mm-hmm. that gradual handing over of responsibilities. Yeah. I don't know if it's because we're teachers and we have a lot of kids we teach who don't get a lot of help at home. And so we're filling in the gaps for our students because they need a lot of support because they're left to their, their own at home just yeah. by mere survival you know, I, I don't know. I think it's just nature in our nature to do that. Yeah, I don't think it's because what we see at school. I think it's who we are. Mm. I, I, for one, am really bad at involving others in anything. Like, I just, I want to do everything by myself. And London, our daughter's just like Matt. The fact that I agree to do a podcast with you is incredible. Yeah. <laughs> he might just be solo at I, some point. <laughs> I just probably wouldn't. Like, I'm building... Uh, a hut in our backyard. I'm building a 12 foot by 10 foot hut. And I'm doing it completely by myself. It's really cute. Every, every nail, every cut, I'm, I'm, I'm holding, you know, I'm putting rafters up on the roof and I'm doing it. I'm all by myself. In like 90 degree weather plus. I don't know why I'm not involving. I, I'm, I, I just, I don't ask for help. I just, I kind of, that's who I am. Yeah. And I think it hurts as a father to be that way sometimes because I'm not involving my son. I should have, you know, my son out there with me. Yeah. He went to Home Depot with you a few times he's, he's and helped, didn't complain. He's helped me carry stuff. That's growth. Yeah. Part of me, I feel like I don't, I'm, I'm not willing to put up with, the uh, <laughs> all the grumpy you know teenage boy noises that would happen and just the is this over and then it's like the constant looking at the phone and uh, everything else yeah that's probably it yeah. so I think you're right I think it's partly our nature we just do things yeah plus they do things really badly <laughs> like you know what I mean like if I'm like that's the other thing right I'm gonna ask him to like. Like, 
it's his graduation party today, and I just wanted him to blow up some balloons. Just some black and gold balloons that are going to float on the ground, and we can play little volleyball with them. And just, you know. And so I have a little pump. you got to pump it, and then you got to tie it. Forget it. He just was like, so bad. So bad. And I'm like, I'll just do it. You know, like, yeah. but I did even say, please just play with a little bit while I take a shower and see if you can figure it out. And like, he's so gifted in other, like we watched him so gifted this weekend in the pool and <laughs> the championship swim and, you know, but other things, not so much. And I guess he's just going to have to learn. Maybe he doesn't, you know, blow up balloons for his kids' parties. Maybe that's not a part of his life. But if he wants to do it, he's going to have to figure it out. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think that that is one of the things that I've really grown, I think we both have, is understanding, allowing, when things were at their darkest with us about a year ago, and we may have covered this on the, on the podcast maybe early on, but just not, not, not butting heads, like not giving them something to fight against, allowing, allowing them to fail, allowing them to own it instead of like, see, you made me do this. You, you know, like just allowing them to skin their knees to, to experience some pain. You have to. And that's been really hard, but getting to that point has been really important. Yeah. Like, you know, what's so nice about this weekend. We didn't, uh, you know, it was funny thinking back to the early days of, of those swim meets at six, seven, eight years old and directing every part uh, from, from eat this, eat it now. Let's put your cap on. It's time to warm up. It's time to, you know, so involved. Like we just sat in the bleachers the whole time. We yeah. didn't, we didn't do a single thing. Yeah. He was it, like, I think it would have been really silly if we were, but, <laughs> um, but just to recognize that growth, like we, here was a, a young man who had a really good weekend and he did it on his own. Yep. And he's excited about where this leads. Mm-hmm. He wants to continue doing this. I know. And this, you know, if you don't know, he, he was a swimmer for many, many years and then found polo later. And then once polo got in his blood, he didn't consider himself so much a swimmer anymore, even though he, he did continue to swim for high school. But this weekend it was like he's looking up his new college's swim times from their most recent meet, and he's predicting where he would have fallen at at the college times, and he's excited about college swim so he's just like i think he's just celebrating all the years he's put in and realizing i'm good at this and i'm going to keep doing this and that that's something we we never thought would come back yeah i think we burned it out of him yeah (laughs) writing his times in a sharpie on his arm like hey you're gonna go for this time today like it seems so stupid now I, i think back like but but you know was that a part of it because we did push it for a while right long enough for him to become very good and he's got kind of that swimmer in him and then to reunite with all of his club swim buddies and some of them many of them never left club you know and some of them were polo players. oh yeah the, the the top swimmers this weekend they have continued on yeah when toby stopped at 11 six years ago they haven't stopped yeah and some of these man they're stinking fast yeah. man 
And he and he knows. I think part of him knows. So, like oh, if yeah. I would have stayed with club, I wow. would be up. You know, I mean, I said he still competes fairly well for being the water polo guy who swims on the side. Yeah. But like he knows. Like on his breaststroke, I don't even know how, what can I do to go faster. And you know, my thought in my head was like, well, you could have continued club swim and not, not played polo. You know, like don't worry about it. You're doing great. You know. Um, so what do you think? What do you uh, maybe not a regret, but what do you? Th- in your evaluation, what did you or we, what was a, our weakest, our lowest point? Our, what, did, what did we not do well as high school parents? I personally, and this might be more internal, is I compared him to other kids. And I compared myself to other moms. And it is something I write in my journal every day to remove, which is comparison, which leads to all kinds of sorrow and self-doubt and worry because those three go together for me. I would compare them to other boys and um, maybe wish he was more demonstrative with his love or expression or more smiley or all kinds of things. And I really, I really am sorry for that because he's perfect. And I don't want any other boy, you know, and, and I, I've had to come to, and I still, it's something I work on and I'm very proud of him. And I'm, you know, to me, I'm just, I'm more interested in him now. Like he's interesting to me because he's very different from me. He's not going to be, you know, I don't know. He's, he has a very private internal life that I may never know. And that's what I've, been working on letting go of but that early comparison comparing him to people in school comparing him to boys that read more comparing the kids that are more into swim all those elements want to join things and hey mrs jones you know like god oh, like, i wish toby was like that with his teachers like with a bright smile it's not who he is and i regret having all those years of comparison which he might not even know about but i sure do I would say for me, it was what I mentioned earlier is overemphasizing everything, believing that everything was a character defining moment, that every moment was a signal of what the future was going to be. And it made me just, uh, I spent too much of those early years of high school was kind of like angry because I was playing out this moment. I was playing out him, you know, uh, the, the toothbrush left on the counter uh, <laughs> sideways with toothpaste dripping, you know, onto the, onto the bath mat, you know, the mat below. Like I, th- that to me was like, he's going, he's going to end up in prison. <laughs> right. I mean, I just, I felt like I did that too much. <laughs> Like everything uh, was, yeah. Everything was the end. The C in uh, sophomore English. Yeah. The end. It's the over. End. The end. As if the only, the only thing out there, was this golden, you know, future, <laughs> and every mistake he made, every poor decision, every lazy moment every everything was an obliteration of that golden future yeah 
and uh, and then it just tied me up inside. Yeah. Even though, like, every high school movie, even, like, Guardians of the Galaxy, remember when they portrayed Groot as a teen boy? And he's just, like, laying across all his messy trash, and he's, like, meh, with his headphones on. <laughs> and I was like, even Groot, you know, like, we all know this. Like, this yeah. is a time of, like, this is, we're all telling our teens they're lazy and irritated with them, and, like, yeah. it's just who they are. Yeah. You know, I don't know. And I think, you know, as a, as a, as a high, having taught high school for many years, going into it thinking like, I'm going to own this. Like I, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to be great during these four years as that was really stupid. I know. <laughs> I know. I, I just talked to somebody about, about that yesterday. This was my wheel. Like we weren't very good with babies. No. You and I weren't around babies a lot. So the whole baby time. We didn't know what we were doing. I felt like, but man, when they hit high school, because we know the drill, we know the what they need to do to succeed, and God, we just blew it. It was yeah. like the curse of knowledge. Right, and I wonder if being a high school teacher almost hurt us. And it did. Like, because it did. It's so many students, and I think part of part of you know my overemphasizing everything was that I would maybe overanalyze that with my students. I saw every missed assignment, every, you know, and I, I would track the trajectories of these kids and I would see this and this happening. And, and, uh, you hear stories of kids post high school and, you know, ones that are doing well and ones that weren't doing well. And you trace it back to what was going on in high school and you think, Oh my God, it's all, it's all happening right here. Yeah. Well, you wrote a book on it, honey. I, I you take, know, I take it all back. Talk about a deep dive. I know. I, I, I feel like I want to. <laughs> I burn it to the ground. No, I think you made a lot of great points in the book. I want to write a follow-up. I want to write like the, the other side. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. So, so that has been the work and that's, that has been the work. And we've talked about, I talked acceptance. You were, you were kind of talking about that accepting mm -hmm. him for who he was. And, and for me, accepting that the world is perfect and as it should be. And, mm -hmm. and that includes our children. And learning and learning from them, like not just accepting, but like you're you're interesting, you're different. Just like enjoying who they are, yeah. And and learning and changing and growing from from who they are. Like it's it's really is deep work. You know, you get the children you need, not the children you want. Or what is that saying about you? Yeah. You have an image of the child you want beside you in the in the picture but you get the child you need. Mm -hmm. And, and I needed, I needed his kind of somewhat detachment and like for me to break some things down. Yeah. And I don't know, I'd always feel so jealous of parents who I felt, you know, I know now they were just so light years beyond me in that they had done that, or maybe they were just born that way, but they were very accepting of their children. Yeah. You know, and I felt like, man, why are they not pushing him? Why are they not, you know, why are they not on him? And they just like, no matter what the kid did, they just, yeah, loved, just loved them. Yeah. Like, like my, I told you one of my students who I just adore and she was like, my mom says we're free range chickens. You know, yeah. the four of us are free range chickens and she just kind of throws the seed out and we run around. I was like, and she's such a great kid, like great kid, very grounded, very centered and. And I thought that is really cool. Like 
an element. You know, I know we find a, need to find a balance with everything, but because they do need the st- structures put into place sometimes, but but they got to bounce around in them. I think. Yeah. Right. So, what did we do well? We, I think. Or, or what did you do well? I think. Uh, um, I think I model like a, a love for maybe a joie de vivre, like a love for life and a love for people and thinking about people and um, enjoying people and um, maintaining relationships and bonds with people. I, I think that's important that they see like a mother who loves people and loves her job, like a hardworking mom that they had to share me with my students and I'm running to students games and they're, you know, and they know, and sometimes they'd have to take a back seat. I'd be home late if a student was crying in my room, but I'm not going to leave that student to run home to my kid. Who's okay. Like, I think that was important. Um, so I think that was, that was done well. And we, I've given them a lot of attention and, loved on them right from day one mm-hmm. they haven't gone without yeah. yeah i think i think uh the, i think the fact that we never we never gave up right we we never stopped working not just on on supporting them or him in this case uh but also reflecting ourselves all right we we we're talking about how we've changed through these four years and that change is possible because we we took the time to you know reflect Mm -hmm. and think and we've changed uh in a in a pursuit to continually improve as a as people and to learn and to be better parents and i think those two things go hand in hand we never just washed our hands up. We never walked away. We never just said, you know, you're on your own. Yeah. We give up. There was moments that it felt like we felt like doing that. Mm-hmm. There was moments I just didn't know if I could do it anymore. I mean, I remember like crying, like howl, like a howl and like London holding me because mm-hmm. I was so sad and so down and so depressed. And I didn't think I could parent him anymore like I didn't know how to you know so you're right we we had those vulnerable moments but we did (laughs) and we got up and we had a night good night's sleep and we said okay we can do this we're not the first family to have a kid kind of go off the rails for a while yeah I mean you opened this by talking about the uh you know he got knocked down and got back up I mean so did we yeah yeah like big time yeah we did we got knocked down and I, I feel like I'm a better person for it. I feel like I understand people better. I have more empathy, less judgment. Buckets and buckets of empathy. I've really changed how I, I deal with my students' parents. Mm-hmm. Me too. I've shed some tears at I've, some I, meetings. I know that I have been very judgmental of high school parents in the past. Mm-hmm. Um, and I am much less so. Yeah. Now. And and I'm sorry. You know. Yeah. Like uh, your kids are gonna, 
this is the time for experimenting and the time for pushing parents away and we we've got it and we probably have some more coming up you know we got some more falls in the future yeah. and dips and pivots and but we're ready for them like we know we're not going to crumble yeah now mm-hmm. here now here's here's kind of the ultimate question is do you think do you think what we did made a difference Do you think the the young man that's down the hallway right now is better off because of how we handled these last four years hmm. and what we did? Good, bad, ugly, indifferent, everything. I think so. I think so. I've seen some little reminiscent moments coming from him of like, Remember when we used to, you know, I want to say he talked about Hawaii and where he wants to go this summer and who we're going to see and I don't know, just some, I'm trying to think of some specific examples that he'll bring up, the little traditions at home and, you know, and I know that he says them with love now. He's talking about, you know, you telling a story at the table or dad outside, you know, being quiet, looking at the plants, you know, he says I'm kind of like with a funny way, but he, it's a comfort. Mm-hmm. And, but I, I think we, we got to take some credit for the good stuff too. Oh yeah. I, I, <clears throat> I say yes. And I say yes for the reasons that I mentioned earlier that he's excited about moving forward. Mm -hmm. He feels good about the next phase of his life. He feels prepared as much as he can be to be independent, to, to drive down to Southern California and all of its crazy freeways and streets Mm -hmm. and to live with roommates and to, take college courses and to continue to play sports. Yeah. Yeah. He's ready and swim and polo and everything that's going to happen. And, uh, and he's happy. Yeah. And I see, I know we shouldn't be comparing, but I can see it in some students that we have. I could see, like, where our effort made a difference. Mm-hmm. And I see, I see it in some students who maybe have parents that are just not present in their life. And they are really on their own. Yeah. Uh, for, for, for myriad reasons. Mm-hmm. They have parents that are kind of out of the picture. Mm-hmm. And good kids... You know, maybe even going on to JC or, you know, because of our counselors and our system that kind of ushers everybody there. But I see them as, I don't know, just kind of lost and afraid. Yeah. And uh, Mm -hmm. really, I don't know, got some really rough edges that I think are going to be really hard to to sand down a little bit. And Mm -hmm. as 
refine themselves in a way that is necessary to move into the next realm of adulthood? It's so hard to do it all on your own. At 18 years old, it's so hard, you know, with the distractions and parents that haven't gone through it before. I mean, even you and I just getting right him ready for college, there's a lot of nuts and bolts, and we're like, oh, let's talk about this. Or you and I are like, what, can you look at this? I'm not doing it right. Like, you and I are checking each other to help him get all his registrations and stuff done. And it's, you know, a junior college, and you and I are usually okay with this kind of stuff, but it's been even a lot on us. It is. It's <laughs> it's more than I kind of, right, different departments and yeah. different passwords. And so... I really feel for my kids and I do understand some that come back and like, I just couldn't do it. I'm just gonna get a job. I feel, you know, feel for them. It's tough. Yeah. All right. Anything else you want to say about high school and all this? You know, I'm, I'm just feeling, like I said, I'm feeling like in a good place, like a con- contented place. And, you know, I love quotes, but to go back to, you know, never be too sad or too happy because, life is fleeting you know i i'm i like that sweet spot of like i'm i'm happy right now i'm happy today and i'm ready for the joys and the troubles of the future like whatever comes we got this but just enjoying the moment and just staying very present and just really enjoying today and that's taken me a long a long time to get to i think uh Kind of last thing I want to say is, you know, sometimes your parenting style or who you are as a person and your child, they just work. It just is a, it just works. It just, it's a, it was a match that was supposed to happen. It was a round peg and a round hole and it just fit. And sometimes they don't, (laughs) right? Sometimes your child and who you are and the way that you want to parent uh, they don't work. And you can either just keep forcing it, forcing it, forcing it, or we can grow and adapt and maybe develop some different strategies and some different parts of our character and ourselves. And I think that's what our experience was with, with Toby. Mm-hmm. I think we really needed to adapt and grow in maybe who we were, wasn't, you know, and, and, and he, he, he kept telling us, right. He kept telling us so often that he wasn't like us, that he, you know, uh, said, I'm different. I'm different than you. Yeah. And he, you know, was kind of on a superficial level mentioning some things, but like, we like to go to bookstores and he hates. (laughs) (laughs) Well, he's wrong. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I know, but I mean, it was, it was deeper than that. You know, and maybe that's what he was recognizing, but it really was, and uh, and I'm I'm proud of us for being open to changing and growing. Mm-hmm. Me too. Speaking of changing and growing, changes. So, this is Teacher Saves World, and you probably know this already because I probably put it in the show notes that I will write once this is all done. Uh, this is going to be the final episode of our first season. In its current iteration. Yes. 
So we're going to take a little break. We're going to take a much, much needed break. We have, I pulled up some stats. Oh, and he wouldn't tell me these, by the way, everyone. So I'm hearing them with you. So I, I went looking and I'm, I don't do this. I really don't. I should, if I really cared about growing this podcast, I would do these things, but I haven't, but I finally did it. So April 3rd is sort of, I think when, uh, teacher saves world went live for the first time because that was the first blog post. April 8th is when our first podcasts came out. So including this show, we did 81 episodes in 418 days. Oh, cool. That means we did a show every 5.2 days. Wow. So for over a year, and we are full-time parents, full-time teachers. There's a lot of shows out there that come out once every two weeks. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of those things that come out on a more regular basis are like professional Mm -hmm. podcasts. Mm -hmm. We are two working teachers with two teenagers and we did a show every 5.2 days. That's amazing. Yeah. Um, so I went looking deeper through our episodes and here are our most popular episodes. Here's (laughs) our top five most popular episodes. Our, maybe I picked more than five. Or here's our just most popular episodes. Uh, Episodes one and two. Oh, the origin story. Yeah. And even though episode two, and I think that's just where people kind of tend to start things. Mm -hmm. I would. Mm -hmm. If I'm going to listen to something, I'm going to start with Mm -hmm. at the beginning. So one and two. Episode number one is our number one overall episode Mm -hmm. where we just kind of talk about ourselves. Really self-indulgent. Um, <laughs> episodes 10 and 12. The students that drive us crazy and the students <laughs> that bring us joy. Oh, cute. Those ones have, are consistent. Like, they still are, like, thriving episodes. Yeah. And I think there was just something that people connected with. And mm-hmm. I don't know if I, you know, I don't know if young people listen to those ones. Yeah. Or I, am I, I which list am I on? Yeah. So, those ones. Uh, episode 36, which is why are teen boys so challenging? Oh, oh, that was a high one. That was, that's way up there. Good. Makes me feel better. That was one that obviously resonated. Uh, our three, our episodes, our, our interviews with Serena, uh, Pariser, Matt Rhodes, and Stephen Etienne Langlois. Oh. Those ones are pretty high up okay. there. Okay. And I think that's because we have like, they're promoting it as well. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. So they have people that are going to yeah. come listen to them on our podcast. Uh, episode number five, the most important year of high school. Oh, we really? talked about what, you know, was it freshman, sophomore, yeah. junior, senior year? Yeah. Uh, episode 29, Eat, Move, Sleep. Really? That was, a, that was an If I Were Principal episode and you talked about Eat, oh, I Move, like, Sleep. Oh, I like that. Yeah, something about that episode yeah. really connected. Cool. Uh, and then straight, so we did that long we did like a bunch of episodes where we talked about, uh, we'd called it the source book series and we went into our whole journaling. We did deep dive in mm-hmm. our journaling. Uh, one of the episodes, and I don't know, I don't know why, but episode 66, responsibilities, relationships, and the maintenance of our lives. That one's really high up there. Really? Yeah. 
So those were those were our most popular oh. episodes. Here's our top cities. Oh, I want to hear areas. this. <clears throat> so Tulare Visalia, where we live, is our top city. Okay, that makes sense. Our top region mm-hmm. area uh, makes sense. We just know a lot of people here. We work mm-hmm. here. We've had some local press. Like it just it makes sense. Uh, Oahu is next. So Aww. Honolulu, Kailua, Kaneohe. That's our, that's our Mahalo. Second, yeah, that's our second biggest area. This one I don't understand. I think I think there is a child that has gotten a hold of their mother's phone and uh, <laughs> just keeps hitting it, or a, a cat child. or something. Columbus, Ohio. What? We are huge in Columbus, Ohio. That is what? our. I I don't know what it is. We know we have never been there. We don't know anybody there that we're aware what of. What on earth? Columbus, Ohio. That's bizarre. Yeah. How sweet is that? Right after that, it's Sacramento. Oh. Sacramento. I, again, we don't know anybody there. Oh. It's about three hours north, mm-hmm. but Sacramento. And then L.A., Orange County. Mm-hmm. Uh, we know a lot of big, people. We we do. We know a lot of people down there. So uh, so those are our top cities. Ohio. Yeah. Uh, here is our... Okay, I said the top episodes. Here is our, here's our worst show as far as, as listens go. Our least listened to was, uh, was an If I Were Principal Organizational Skills, episode 26. <laughs> was it Clunker? Was it Clunker. <laughs> and that was mine. I, I, people did not like that one, so. Huh. Uh... Our longest episode was number five, the most important year of high school. That one was an hour and six minutes and 51 seconds. Really? Yeah. So we dug into that one. That was our longest. And then our shortest episode was also the worst one, uh, episode 26. It was 15 minutes and 39 seconds. Huh. Well, maybe that had to do with it. So that was a huge, uh, What I mean, we did episodes as short as 15 minutes and as long as an hour and six minutes. Interesting. This is just my opinion, my opinion, our most overrated shows, ones that got a lot of listens that I didn't think were <laughs> worth it. What? I thought it was episodes one and two. Oh, our Epis- story. Yeah. It, to me, it was just like episode two. Uh, actually, I, we did that. Episode two was how can families with teens make the most of the shutdown? And that was mm-hmm. the shutdown had just happened. Mm-hmm. And um, but I, I think they've gotten the most listens because they are one and two. Yeah. And people that are going to check things out, they're mm-hmm. going to go back and listen to one and two. Here, In my opinion, our most underrated show was episode 46, Why Do You Teach? I think that is mo- maybe the most important show we've ever done mm. as far as just a, from a, like, asking a question mm-hmm. and investigating. Uh, but out of our... 80 episodes that currently have listens. This is episode 81, and it's not posted yet, so I don't have any data on it. It's number 48 out of 80. So it's in the bottom half. Mm. And I thought it was a really worthwhile show. Yeah, yeah. It's my opinion. Digging deep. We did... uh, We did 14 episodes where we did interviews. Oh, Really? So 14 episodes where we talk to other people. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that means 66, now 67 episodes. It was just you and I. Mm-hmm. And we talked to 15 different people mm. in those 14 mm-hmm. episodes. 
Um, we did a lot of different episode types. Yeah, we, we did. We really played with the format mm-hmm. of our show. We had we had a just regular. We had a what we called a special episode. Uh, we had the commonplace. The commonplace epi- where we pulled a quote from a book. We did some of those. Mm-hmm. Uh, we did interview episodes. Uh, recently, we did those field recordings where we stripped away all the editing and anything. Not that we did a lot of editing, but... Yeah. And we just sat and talked to people. Uh, teen parent therapy. Mm-hmm. We did some teen parent therapy. Uh, we did some If I Were Principal. <laughs> yeah. And If I Were Principal started off as a segment that was our first, I don't know, 15, 20, yeah. 25 shows. Uh, it was included. It was it was our opening segment. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's the beauty of it all. Mm-hmm. That was also a segment. We never did it just a that's the beauty yeah. of the whole uh, show, but that was a, a segment that we did early on. Uh, topics that we talked about. Our, our biggest topic was health and wellness. We did like 20 episodes, 20 or more, depending on how you want to define wow. health and wellness. We, we talked about just, I mean, physical, mental, emotional. I mean, mm-hmm. that was a... That was by far our, our thing we hit the most. That actually doesn't surprise me. Especially that, in the year that we just went through and, mm-hmm. and, and when this was born mm-hmm. and, the, and just where we are in our lives right mm-hmm. now. Uh, topics that were strictly like in the teacher zone, about 11, and in the parent zone, five. Oh. But I think everything else had kind mm-hmm. of broader, yeah. uh, broader appeal. I think we did a couple, we did two pop culture episodes, the movies, movies, and then music. Mm -hmm. We talked about it a lot. We would always talk about shows and and music. Here's where it got kind of interesting to me. Here's, here's what I wanted to kind of get to show length. We played, like we said, our shortest one was 15 minutes. Our longest one over an hour. We played with show length quite a bit. Mm Mm-hmm. Never did a deep dive into what was really working more, if anything. Uh, but I broke them down into three categories, zero to 29 minutes. Obviously, there was no zeros. Uh, 30 to 49 minutes and 50 minutes plus. Here's where I was so surprised. Because we actually kind of worked, we started longer and we got kind of shorter, thinking mm-hmm. we, thinking that was more digestible. Yeah. Just us not really looking at any data, but just thinking. Uh, our episodes actually did worse as they got shorter. Really? Yes. So, <clears throat> huh. our like the category with the least average listens is the zero to twenty nine minutes. So if it was less than a half hour, hmm. if you take all of those shows. As an average, they have the fewest, those are our least listened to shows. Wow. Uh, Once it hit a half hour, Mm -hmm. all the way up to 49 minutes, there was a 9% increase in listens. Here's the big one. I would not have thought this. Once you hit 50 minutes, it was a 27% increase from the shorter zero to 29 under half hour. And it was a 16% increase from the half hour to 49 minute ones. Wow. Our, the longer the episode, 
the more listens it received? Well, I, I myself like a good long, you know, rich roll sometimes has two hour plus episodes. We just hit one hour. We did? Yeah, so I guess this is going to be listened to. Oh, Joe Rogan, you know, we'll go three hours sometimes. Yeah. But you and I were like, well, we thought people are busy or you just want a, a snippet or yeah. you just need. Maybe it's just the, my, and it's my personality too. Like, I, I, I don't want to bother you. I don't want to yeah. like burden you with It's like I don't, I, don't ask, I don't ask for help for anything. Like asking people to listen was like a <laughs> big chore. That's really interesting. Yeah. So that, that's, uh, that's Teacher Saves World. Yeah. That was kind of what we did and who we were. So as you can see, we, we've been all over the map with our, what we talked about, our episode structure, our length, and uh, and we've done a lot of them. We've done a show every 5.2 days. That seems crazy to me. For over a year. That was a period wow. of, what did I say, 418 days. Yeah. 418 days. Man, how'd we do that? We've been going. <laughs> so we need a break. We, we, need, we need a much-deserved break. Well, it's it's similar to our profession and teaching in the summer we need, we need the break of summer. Matt and I have never um, offered to teach summer school. Um, we have some of our I friends. I did early on, early on. I oh, did you did first, do a couple. But it was before we had kids, really. Yeah. So we, you know, cause we want that, that break to reflect. We're going to both be teaching new courses next year and we need us, we need to step back, do some things we love that have nothing to do with school and then re-energize to jump back in. Yeah. And, I think um, we need to sit back, reflect, and see where the pod goes from here. Yeah, so we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna take two to three months off. You're not gonna see any new content from Teacher Saves World over the next uh, few months. Uh, target return of maybe September. Mm-hmm. You know gonna who's take, gonna be really sad? My mom. We're gonna take June, July, and August. <laughs> we'll have to do this, like live podcast for her. <laughs> She we'll drinks her coffee. She's so devoted. We'll invite her over for coffee and we'll just set up and we'll just do like a fake podcast. Uh, and uh, and we're going to really, you know, think about Teacher Saves World uh, going forward. And I think maybe, you know, we've done a lot of experimenting. Yeah. You know, we're like a, we're like a band. We always like to use the band metaphor that's just experimenting with all these different genres. And, uh, and then we're going to settle into our sound. Like what? You know, how can we be a little more focused? Uh, how can we maybe, um, I don't know. Yeah, what's our contribution and what's our, right. what's the the value? You know, we, we want to, we don't want to put out a, I mean, obviously we, you know, we don't make money out of this. This really is for Matt and I and just, it's enjoyable. Right. Um, but what's going to help us grow? What's going to be content worthy for people to listen to and, and help, you know, other people's lives a little brighter, a little yeah, better. Right. Um, and and oh, we have a child knocking <laughs> on our door. Is that is that the producer? It's time to go. I guess. See, I guess so. We are needed. <laughs> that was apropos. It never ends. <laughs> All right. So I hope everybody has a great summer. I'm really excited for this summer. Me too. You know. Things are coming back to life, and uh, we're going to take a break, and we're going to go to Hawaii. 
Aloha.